Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. Amen. I have the great privilege. We have a very guest uh, speaker. We flew her in from Arkville. It's my wife of 45 years. It's my favorite preacher, Nancy Engelhardt. Good morning. Let me just share this with you. I greet you with the grace and peace that comes from God our Father and our Master Jesus Christ this morning. And every time you cross my mind, I break out in exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is triggered to pray. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I am so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing and proclaiming God's message. From the day you heard it right up to the present, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God, who started this great work in you, would mature it and would flourish it and finish it on the day of the arrival of Jesus Christ. I have no doubt in my heart that the very thing God started in you, that he's going to complete it. So... When God decided it was time for you to be on the earth, he knitted and formed you oh so very carefully in your mother's womb. And he started an amazing work in your mother's womb. And he knew exactly what he was going to do to orchestrate your life to find his son Jesus. He knew exactly what was going to happen for you to become a son or a daughter of his. Now, what's really amazing about the living God is when he was forming and knitting you in your mother's womb, he put a little chip in you, a little chip, like a little computer chip. Well, he put lots of them in you, actually. But this particular chip I'm talking about is... He did not want his creation to be like robots. 
You are God, I will worship you. You are God, I will never sin. You are God. Like, he didn't want robots. He wanted his creation to love him as he loved them. So he gave a chip called will. And he gave us a will. And that will allows us to this very day to choose what we want when we wake up in the morning. Whether we want to get up and go to school or go to work. So he gives us this chip. And it's, it's, it allows us to do what we want to do. And he also gives us another chip. And it's like a beacon. Beep. 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 That's how I find my phone. Beep. Or whatever I need to find, my watch or my laptop. Beep. Because heaven's, heaven's tracking you. Heaven's tracking you. And you who don't know God, heaven's tracking you. Now, I know you don't believe me. It's okay. I'm not offended by that. But just think about it. Heaven's tracking you. And this time in the year of 1977, 45 years ago, my tracking chip beam beep that, that was inside of me going I'm like, I don't like that sound. I don't like, I just ignored it. Because you hear it. You hear that chip in you. You hear that tracking beep. You hear it. You can't help it, but you hear it because God created you to hear it. Because you've been created by God. God created you. He's in charge. He created you. He put a chip to track you. You can't hide from him. And every once in a while, you hear beep, beep. And it translates, I love you. I'm here with you. I haven't forgotten about you. You think I left you. You don't believe in me, but you do believe in me. You want to know why you believe in me? Because my word is stained on you because I'm your creator. And I put in your heart my word inside your heart. There's a name for God in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew name, Jehovah Shammah. It means God is there. God's right, God's right there. God's right there. I know, I know you got a free will, and I know you're running from God. I know you are. Or I know you used to believe in God, and now you faked yourself out, and you're running from God. He's still there. Jehovah Shammah, there's nowhere you can go. He's there. Why? Oh, because he's your creator. He's in charge. He's the boss. He created you. He put the chip in you. He put the beacon. Boop. Boop. Doesn't matter where you go. He knows where you are. Jehovah Shammah knows exactly where you are at all times. So my parents, I'm a grandma now. 
I'm a grandma now, but my parents, when I was 15 years old, destroyed my life. They ruined it. I, I had a great life. I was a country girl. I have six brothers, strong, retired New York City cop dad, Italian, Portuguese mother, short, round, cooking all the time. I didn't get the short jeans. I got the other jeans. And just a great life, 20 acres, running, playing, swimming in the pond, ice skating on the pond in the wintertime. It was a blast. I had a great teenage life. It was wonderful. So one day, I remember I was 15. I get off the bus. I'm skipping the driveway. I used to skip then. I don't know if I could skip now, but I'm skipping. I'm so happy. And it was normal to have company because my parents were social, and they always were having people over. And, uh, but this time I noticed I didn't, I didn't recognize the cars, but it doesn't matter. They could be from Long Island. They could be from, you know, down the road. Who knows what they were up to. And I go in, and I look around, it was very different this time. People were on the floor crying. Some people looked like they were sleeping on the floor. People were eating my food, my food. They were in my house at my table that I cleaned the night before. And I'm like, mother, what is going on? Now, honey, I want you to be very, very kind. These are my Christian friends. Why are they sleeping on the floor? Do they not have their own bed? Oh, no, that's the Lord ministering to them. I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, you've lost your God-loving mind. Where's Daddy? Because Mildred was a loony. So my mother's name is Mildred. She was a little loony. Every, most, most children, not you children, but most children think their mothers, oh, okay. So I go find my dad. I said, what's, what's going on here? He said, it's okay. Mommy and I love the Lord. I'm like, okay, do you want to get a medal for that? No, but honey, you need to understand these are our friends, and we are Christians now. I said, I left this morning, came back, and you're a Christian now? What does that even mean? What does that mean? You were perfectly mean, hairs in your nose coming out. Now you're clean, you're shaved, you're perfectly fine, and you're telling me, what? Well, what does that even mean? Okay, I'll tell you later. So later on, he says to me that the Bible says that you have to become born again. I'm like, oh, this is so horrible. You've ruined my life. I don't want to hear this because I've been seeing some actions of crazy people, and I'm just, I'm really not paying attention to them because it was all about me. I was 15, and when you're 15, it is all about you when you're 15. Because when you're 15, you know everyone's staring at you. No one actually cares about you when you're 15, but you don't know that when you're 15. And you think everyone is paying attention to everything about you. Yeah, no, you're like a, not even a, you're not even on the radar. Unless it's your parents who love you or something, or a really nice aunt or uncle. But you don't know that when you're 15, and when someone tells you that, that you don't believe them. Okay. 
they, they really ruined my life for the le- next few years. It got wor- Michael, it got worse. It got worse. Many people, many people were coming to my house. I don't mean five. I don't mean 10, 70, 80, 100 people. We're having picnics. I'm working, sweating for these people who are crying over nothing. And I decided I know exactly what I'm going to keep to keep you away from me. I just turn up the mean 15-year-old Nancy that's inside me. So I, I really was confused. I was confused and I was angry. But this is what was happening from 15 to about 19. Beep, 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 beep. Got a little faster, a little faster. I was getting more and more anxious. I was disliking my parents' friends more and more, and I, was stru- I, I took all my anger out at my mother because... She spoke to everybody about the Lord. Every, everybody. So I'm 19 years old. This chip inside of me is going beep, 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 beep. I could feel it. I could feel I need, I'm choking. I need to run away. But I miss, I, I, I meet Robert Anthony Engelhart. Well, that's good and bad because I'm ready to move to Albany and go to a particular college. My father got me my own apartment. But then I meet him. And I kind of liked him. I'm like, ah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Robert Albany. So my husband would uh, come with me sometimes to these prayer meetings. I wasn't saved. He wasn't saved. I'm like, you just have to excuse my parents. They've lost a mind. And... I was very much struggling because I, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, really for five years, I just couldn't understand why y'all were so happy. Like you weren't faking it. Or why y'all were really nice. We get engaged, we get married, we're not saved. My parents are very happy to have Robert Anthony Englehart as their son-in-law. We get, we, we, we get married May 21st, 1977. It was not the last day of June in 1977 that I go somewhere in Albany to listen to Jack Van Impey. I don't know if he died. Did he die yet? He's a, he was or maybe is an amazing evangelist. Um, and, well, why would you do that? Why would you do that, Nancy? You're married, and why would you do that? Well, because I'm married, and I'm grown up, and I have my force shield up. No one's going to touch me. And my, my mother said, I feel very uncomfortable being in that bus with all those people. I'm like, well, have Daddy go with you. No, his back, he doesn't feel good. I'll go. That's fine. I don't have a problem going with her. It was not a problem. And all the way to Albany. 
And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And they would sing all these songs, Dirt 25 Ladies, and the joy, whatever, all these old songs. And I'm in the bus like this, but with a crazy Christian singing songs. And there was a couple of men. We get to Albany. We're in this big, where did we go? Maybe the palace here? I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be there. I was a trap, and I missed that. I missed it. I missed it. I didn't know it was Amelia and her friends trapped. They trapped me to get in the bus and take me to Albany. I didn't know it was a trap. I was too busy being on a honeymoon. I was just like having a blast with my husband, going out and partying and on the weekends. Oh, yeah, you want me to go on the bus with you? Sure. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. That thing is going off. That thing is going off. And I go, and I'm listening to the guy, and he says this. He says this statement. Are you sure? Are you sure that you're sure that you're sure that you're going to heaven? Are you sure there's a spot for you in heaven? You can walk out here today, and you are walking with your shoulders back, confident, and you know there's a spot in heaven for you, and you know your name is written in God's book. I'm like, God's got a book. They never told me God has a book. So I'm sitting there and I'm saying, I, I'm getting very angry, which was my middle name. And, I, I, and I'm saying, I do not know for sure that there is a place for me in heaven. I'm saying that to my heart. And I'm getting angry that I don't know that. Because I know everything. I, I'm never wrong. And I know everything. Yep, at 20 years old. Yeah, I know everything, and I'm never wrong. But I didn't know that. They say, if you want, if you want to know that you know that you know that one day you're going to go to heaven, come on down. Come on down and say a prayer with us. Say a prayer with us. I feel about that. We would like to pray for you. We're just going to say a prayer, and people are getting up all over the auditorium. Thousands of people are going down, and I'm thinking, Michael, they can't find me with thousands of people. I'll go down there because who's going to come to me? No one's going to come to me. There's too many people, right? Safe. But I really wanted that ticket because I wasn't sure. Wasn't just sure. I really, I was very angry. So I went down there, and they're very sneaky, these organizations, because they do this prayer over you, which is great because they're not touching me. They're not coming next to me. But then they do this sneaky thing. So I go down, and they say, oh, would you all just follow us? I'm like, what is going on? And they bring like 100 people here, like behind, 
like Oz, behind the curtain, there were like rooms for us. And we would, we're on the line. And I see they're giving out bags. I'm like, all right, get a little gift bag, okay? I'm still very angry because I don't know if I'm going to heaven. And a nice little lady says, would you just like to sit here? I'd like to talk to you since you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I just want to sit and chat with you. I said, I'm not chatting with you. I don't chat. And no, I'm not sitting. I have one question and one question alone. How do I know for sure that I'm going to heaven? How do I know that? Well, honey, Jesus loves you so... I don't care how much he loves me or if he doesn't love me. That means nothing to me. How do I know that I'm going to heaven for sure? Well, sweetheart, I can tell you're having a difficult day. Now, I really can't share with you what I said to her, but I walked out. I was so angry. I wanted to kill my mother, goes all the way on the bus home. They're singing even greater songs because they're all happy. And I'm angry, and I go home, and I'm angry. And a week later, I'm in this Bible study, still, still another trap from my mother. And a bunch of women begin to pray. And I'm very angry because I don't know for sure if I get hit with a bus where I'm going. It's really bothering me. But grace had decided to fall on me. Grace and hope and eternity decided to fall on me. So I was stuck because when God says, I want you and I want you now, there's nothing you're going to do about that. So I find myself, about 25 ladies are praying over me and my sister-in-law. And I'm very upset because I've, these are the ladies I've hated for the last five years. And, and these are the ladies I've been very terribly rude to for the last five years. And uh, I heard something. I heard something I never heard before. Now, just follow me with this one. The atmosphere in the room changed. It was very, very good. And I was very, very angry. And I heard something. And I thought I heard singing. And I'm like, who's singing? It's so amazingly beautiful. Who? Mildred doesn't have a voice. I don't have a voice. I mean, who's singing like that? It was so powerful that I, I did one of these. I opened one eye and kept the other eye closed to look at all the ladies praying. In a moment, in a second, in a nanosecond, how fast is the speed of light? Anybody? Say it again. Is, that's how fast the speed of light is. If you follow the speed of light, if you follow it, Scientists globally say this. At the end, if you follow it, scientists on our globe say, after the speed of light, there's no time. Scientists have proven that. 
If there's no time, that's eternity. If that's eternity, that's where God is. I had an experience of no time. And the atmosphere in the room changed. And something happened to me. Two major things happened to me. I looked down, and my mouth was moving supernaturally. You can't, you can't say this is not true, and I'm going to tell you why. Because this is my experience, and I experience this, so stop it. I, don't be the 15-year-old idiot that I was. This was my experience. I experienced this. So just be quiet for a second, because I may be able to save your wretched soul. So here I am, look down, and music is coming out of my mouth. What it actually was was a gift of tongues pouring out of my mouth. I wasn't making it happen. And then where there's no time, that God, where there's no time, showed up over me, Jehovah Shammah, and said, I'm right here. I have always been right here. And instantly, where there's no time, I can't say in a second, I can't tell you it was a moment. It was no time for me. And he said, I knew, I'm sorry, I knew God the Father sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. And if I would believe that, and confess that he is Lord and Savior, I would there be a spot for me in heaven. No one told me that. The little southern lady, she didn't know how to say it to me. She was probably afraid of me. I was so horrible to the little lady. I supernaturally just knew it. And I begin to cry and say, Jesus! Jesus, Jesus, and my sister-in-law is crying, we're saying Jesus, and my mother's crazy friends are jumping up and down and clapping, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump up and down too and clap, and somebody went to their knees, I'm like, oh, that's what you do, go to my knees, and somebody got back up and got back on their knees, I'm like, all right. And I was just doing everything they were doing because they were so happy, and I was so happy. And I looked and I said, I know Jesus. He's right here. He's right here. No, you don't understand. And then I'm telling these Christian warriors who've been Christians for 45 years, I'm saying, you don't know. I know Jesus. I just, he came. And they're crying. And he endured me for five years. <laughs> it was glorious. It was a glorious moment in my life. And I never turned back. So my testimony is a story on how a 20-year-old young woman got saved by grace and how she's walked the... She took one step, and 45, late, 45 years later, I am here, a little older, a little wiser, a little different, 
but my zeal for Jesus Christ has not changed. I love him more than all of you. He loves me more than all of you. I love Jesus so much. He's a good God. I pray today that you stop, and all you have to do is say, is this real? Is this really real, Jesus? And he will answer you, because that chip in your head, beep, 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 it's not going to stop. That's how much the Lord loves you. God bless you. Would you all please stand up with me for a moment? And let's just make sure that we make sure that we make sure that every one of us are saved. So if you would repeat after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe you sent your son to die for me. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you sit at the right hand of the Father and that my salvation is sealed in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for giving my sins because of Jesus. I thank you today, Father God, for the grace that you have over me in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have an amazing weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that God has used this message to minister to you. And on behalf of Pastor Bob Inglehart and everyone here at Castle Mountain Christian Center, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and thank you for joining us this morning.